Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. My guest today is the very funny James McCann. We have a great chat about Australia purchasing some submarines from the US. They'll be ready by 2040, which is perfect timing for when the sea levels do rise and Alice Springs becomes a waterfront property destination. Plus, we chat about drag queens and how they might be the only way to improve literacy levels amongst Australian kids. I've got shows coming up at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, the Sydney Comedy Festival, Brisbane Comedy Festival, plus Darwin, Gold Coast, Frankston, Nary Warren, Bayswater, all on sale, London and Edinburgh, they'll be announced soon. Head to my website, michaelschafer.com. But now, let's get into the best intro music in the business, and when we're back, it'll be James McCann and me talking about the news. Got a lot of cornflakes in the in the teeth. <laughs> was the muesli? The muesli was an error. What's happening in the news? James McCann, thanks for coming to the podcast. Oh, no, privilege. Thanks for eating some cornflakes before we started. Thanks for giving them to me and not making that weird. Yes. <laughs> Mate, lots going on in the news right now. Mm. Um, I want to get your opinion on a big sub deal that's happening okay. in Australia. Orcus, baby. You're going to love this. They're building I love the subs. subs. But frankly, I think they've become more narrow with inflation. <laughs> I don't think that the subway people are using as much bread as they used to. Oh, I was talking about submarines, mm-hmm. but you thought I was talking about subway. I was joking. I knew you were talking about the submarines. Right. I was across it. Okay. Yeah, it's too late. It's too little. We're done. What do you mean we're done? We have no proper nuclear deterrent. Oh, but these, just so you know, these nuclear subs are not like shooting nuclear missiles. They're just powered by nuclear energy. I know. It's a terrible, terrible mistake. Oh, they should have nuclear missiles. We should have nuclear weapons as a country. Is that because China is coming for us all? If they want it, they can have it. Yeah. I don't know if you've read a little book called Tomorrow When the War Began. I actually have I know that's not China. I think that's Indonesia who comes to invade us then. Oh, is that what that book's about? But I don't see how we can... Is that a documentary? Nah, it's just a fevered fantasy um, <laughs> about how the country's going to fall. But I mean, all of our important sites are on the coast. Uh, we have no proper fighting force. Well, there's Uluru in the center of the country. That's quite a sacred site. Should so they could... fall back to Uluru. <laughs> <laughs> that could be where our last stand is as a country. It's where, I mean. We, unfortunately, we wouldn't be able to even go on top of Uluru because it's a sacred site and it'd be, be wrong to do that. But I imagine in time of war, maybe we'd get permission from the, the local custodians. A discussion would have to be had. <laughs> Guys, the Chinese are coming. I just don't we need to hide somewhere. How, how do you seriously think that we, if, if Australia is attacked with a land invasion, America doesn't have the capability... Say that, say that Taiwan goes first, right? And America, as well as being wrapped up in the Ukrainian conflict... Can I just say, if I, were, Taiwan. if I were China, don't, go to, don't do Taiwan first. Oh, no, that's, do us first. That's too, that's too yeah. obvious. Everyone's expecting that. Yeah. Australia first, Taiwan tomorrow. This is what... Did you read that? No. no, that's what our like top military people are saying. Oh, apparently. so are you telling me that I've just stumbled across? Um, I've just stumbled onto a top secret this classified people, people better in the know than me. So there's like a forty percent chance that the top end of Australia cops are hiding first before year. Taiwan. Yeah, to knock us out so that we don't provide support. That's firstly definitely going to happen. What I'm also thinking is that given that's probably going to happen soon. Do you think the submarines... I, I tend to agree with your assessment. Too little, too late because 
these subs aren't going to be ready apparently until 2040. And I think going into a deal that doesn't come to fruition until 2040 is very optimistic. Well, we get replacement. We get a we get a stand in. Right, this is the the merit of it. As What's, I understand, yeah, it. yeah. Can you can you run me through the argument of my understanding subs? is that the Americans are going to give us rental submarines until our submarines are built. At what mm. at which point? So we we will have. I don't understand that. It's kind of like when you write a f- because I assume that they already would be sending submarines to help us in the first place. Well, at least we've already got. It's kind, I imagine it's like if you so basically it's kind of like if you write off your car. Yeah. Like Amy, car insurance will give you a replacement, replacement car vehicle? until yeah. your car is ready. Quality replacement vehicle. So, so that's what America has done. They said, "Hey, you'll have these subs in twenty years' time. Until then, here are some here's like a Honda Civic to kind of yeah. Keep so you, you can going. go about your business. Yeah. Um, but even then, I mean, it's still a ploy, obviously, on the Americans' part to get us to spend more in our own defense, which they've wanted for ages. Yeah, but and it's working, right? Because it is a threat. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I guess my question is: Should we all just start learning Mandarin? Because at it's this so quick point, to get up to fight. well, I mean, I'm not going to fight. Shane, I'm not, you're an able-bodied, relatively able-bodied man, mate. I don't think you. I don't have any combat skills. With a disability, I don't have any combat skills. Not yet. We'll get you doing semaphore. You'll be up in the tower. It'll be beautiful. It's hot, man. I don't know. I, I genuinely, um, we've got to enjoy it while we can. Maybe it's all just a big ruse and the industrial complex just wants to make more money and we're just being... You it, know. it could just be fear-mongering from the media yeah. so that we all think it's good to spend money on submarines. Creates jobs, so people in Adelaide are going to be building the submarines. You're going to love that. I mean, theoretically. Do I? No. That's Mate, not you, real. It's not a real industry. So not, Adelaide has been propped up. Let me tell you a little thing about the economy of Adelaide. We've been propped up by national manufacturing... Years, years. And it, it always collapses and it doesn't lead to any proper growth. It doesn't lead to any other industries. And then the cars go, Holden goes, you're done. So you submarines don't think... go, you're done. You don't think the submarines are going to... I don't think we're going to parlay that into a better, more interesting... You're not going to become like the premier submarine manufacturing uh, city in the world? It strikes me as unlikely <laughs> that that will happen. Uh, I mean, we have our... We know what we can do. We're a very stable landmass. We have all the uranium. Mm. We should dig up and bury the uranium. Australia should dig up and bury the South uranium. South Australia should be burying the uranium and break off from the rest of the country. And we would be riches, you know. Oh, so you should... We South could be Australia, the UAE of... Of the Southeast Asia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. Wait, so why don't we use the uranium? Are we using the uranium to power the subs? Huge political fallout. I think we are using the... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'd be shocked if we weren't. But, but what you're saying politi- is... Every time you try and touch... Nuclear material in Australia. People don't like it. I hate it. Do you think it's because Chernobyl, the TV series, was so successful here? Well, I don't know how that would have stopped Hawkey doing something about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> the other actual... That was before Chernobyl. Actual Chernobyl might have... What year was Chernobyl? 19... Surprisingly recent. Know. Yeah. I think it was 1980-something. Okay. There's great footage of Hawkey, who was pro-nuclear. Okay. Trying to bring that in in his own party. Rejected. Before Chernobyl. Yeah, I think I'm getting this right. Good time to be pro-nuclear before Chernobyl. People well, how, were very pro-nuclear. How we could never get it across the line? I don't know. I wasn't around. I'm fascinated. Well, I New think Zealanders really hate it. They will not allow our nuclear submarines to dock there, I don't think. Really? Yeah. They what, in case they blow up? I think they're like, nothing nuclear is coming anywhere near our shore. Can I just say, Australia, if, if there's any country in the world mm. that's going to make nuclear submarines that are then going to explode... In Australia, you think we fuck it up? Hundred percent. It's yeah. us. Like this, made it interesting. <laughs> there's no other country that would almost certainly blow itself no, but it'd up. It'd be great. It'd blow up just the right time with Stephen Bradbury at 
Parked in <laughs> right the before the Chinese. Enemy. Right before, maybe that's why we well, need the submarines. Whoever our enemy turns out to be, maybe long term we're going to have a deal with the Chinese. I don't know. It could be. But if we're going to become a third way power, every effort Australia has had to become an independent third way power has collapsed. What's a third wave power? Oh, a third, a th- uh, like a third world. I mean, I uh, know because I'm not an idiot, but well, I'm you sure know, my like a, moronic not, a, not aligned with the Soviets <laughs> or the United States. I think this is what. Oh, I so like an independent, an independent power, basically. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, all of them suck. I mean, our reputation of them sucks. Mm. But something like Cuba. <laughs> you want Australia to become Cuba? I think that's what uh, Whitlam was really trying for. Right. With that pipeline deal. Okay. Energy independent. Kick the Yanks out. We set our own foreign policy. Right. And then we... He failed. He got, was removed. And we've, we've got a lot of similarities. Cuba has no internet. Australia has very poor internet. Very affordable housing in Cuba. Yes. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. Okay. Huge laws about who's allowed to own a home mm. and under what circumstances. And as a result, you can buy a home in Cuba. I mean, for that alone, doesn't look as much like a hellscape mm. as it's made out to be. Also, they never got modern cars. Yeah, they're so still they driving around Cadillacs. Beautiful. Mate, this is why I get you on the podcast, because mm. you know so many things about so many topics. Pro-Cadillac. You're pro-Cadillac. You get me on the Cadillac, I'm all about it. <laughs> I want one that does this. Mm, 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 mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 For the people who are, li- who are just listening and not enjoying the visual, uh, James McCann is doing some waves with his... Uh, Eddie Guerrero-style stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful. Did you ever watch wrestling? Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Oh, he was a little guy with the mask. No. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Eddie Guerrero died very young. Oh. Large heat steel. Overcame drug use. They were always not clear about what the drugs were. I mean, it's steroids, right? I could definitely look it up. No, I think it's recreation. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone's getting checked. For <laughs> well, it's to unwind at the end of the day. It's either that or the COVID vaccine. I mean, it's either one of those two things. <clears throat> My one great regret. Getting the COVID vaccine. Oh, yeah. Why do you regret it? Jeez, uh, this conversation just took a real turn. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. <laughs> well, no one wanted it. Some people wanted it. A lot of people wanted it. Well, I think most people would want to not have a COVID. Sure. But it did not stop people getting COVID. Oh, I mean, it stopped. It helped a bit. It helped. We, I think the CEO of Pfizer is now going, if you don't have 72 of them, the yeah. spread doesn't. I'm up to 12. Slow. I'm up to 12. <laughs> I'm giving up today. I've got, low, I've got low immunity. I had my fifth the other day. It's great. I'm loving I mean, it. Five doses, 5G. I'm up to I, the... I congratulate you for going whole hog and getting in with it. <laughs> I'm but committing. I didn't want I to have it. Say, if and you're I had the... it because they wouldn't let me in pubs. They wouldn't yeah, let me well, in pubs. They wouldn't let me leave the country. Yeah. And so I, I buckled down. But yeah. if you want the test of will you stand up to the state when it's pushing something on you, mm. that's the one. And you would not stand up to the stage? Not in a second. No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> if they make my life slightly inconvenient, I buckle. Can I just say, I, the only people I respect mm. are people who did not get the vax at all mm. and committed to their position. God bless them. And people who get every, every single fucking vax. dose. I agree. Because those are the only two people who are consistent in their opinions. Yep. If you've had two or three or, or even four doses... And then you've stopped. Fuck you. No. You have given up on your principles. That's Well, I would say that's a mean thing for a man who's siding with the power of the state to <laughs> roll over people and crush them. <laughs> Um, I am pro rolling over people and crushing them. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just talking about the morality and integrity of the individual here. Sure, I mean you're, you point, you're pointing out that some people broke, right? Some people were yeah. broke on the wheel by and the state, and, and then, then you're pussies. mocking them for having done that. Yeah, yeah. they're absolute cowards. Look, I agree. I think we should have risen up and uh, what I'm saying to your face stop the politicians from doing that. Well, but yeah, I have to live with that. But you're I a coward it. and you're a scumbag. That's why it's a regret. So, but you got the vaccine. I got to yeah. But like when you say you regret it, yes. I wish you, I had not taken the untested chemical that the state Oh, is that because you're concerned about long-term side effects? 
Uh, well, short-term side effects. Have you had short-term side effects? I have some tightness of the chest, but I definitely know young men in their 30s who are dead mm. and people don't know why. Right. It's a it's a myocarditis, pericarditis. Maybe it was the vac- maybe it was maybe it was the illness. Was this is very illness. quickly turning probably, into a, a no, Joe saying, Rogan no, podcast. I'm just saying, it, they were probably when we're they gonna- get the autopsy back, they don't say this is the vaccine that did it. They go, who can say why this uh, young healthy man died in don't, sleep in his thirties? Don't young healthy people often die in their sleep in their thirties? Sometimes, seldom. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> has that been happening for ages? Put it this way: if you died in your sleep this week, yeah, I would want to know what happened. Yeah, I mean, I I probably it'd be multitude of <laughs> some people reasons. do look, and there, there is definitely an extent to which people the anti-vax people will run with any random death. People do randomly die sometimes. Yeah, like you know, okay, so you know the guy Demar Hamlin, the NFL player. Okay. Oh, it was a huge story a few weeks ago. I believe you. Middle of the game, he yes. collapses. No, middle of the game. Yeah, was, yeah. I think he was playing for the Bill, the Buffalo Bills. Yes. And oh, anti-vaxxers were like, "This is an absolute godsend." Yes. Because all of a sudden, cynical. they've got You're this. You're a cynical man. I'm cynical. You're a cynical. Well, man. all of a sudden they've got this huge high-profile example of yep. a of a young healthy male collapsing, and but he probably Michael, would have died so if there weren't many examples. I'm sure there are so athletes many. collapsing over the last couple of years. Yeah, but you know, and athletes then, die all the time. I don't think there's a ruse. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> athletes well known for their broken, brittle bodies Always that collapse on themselves. Dying. I don't think there's a conspiracy. The guy who just invented the, the Fosbury flop. He, he just did, recently he just died. A, he's dead. He was 106. <laughs> he was 76. He, was, he shouldn't have been flopping at that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how they got him in the coffin? Oh, please. Yeah, they, anyway, I don't want to... <laughs> too hack a joke. It's but. the... It was untested. Well, it was kind of a bit tested. It was tested they'd, very broadly. No, they'd was, given it to a lot of people. They'd given it to the British. But in terms of the amount of time... They did. It started with the British and the Israelis. I was so, going... I didn't want to go there, but yes, Michael. No, go there. The well, Israelis that was one of the got things, Pfizer first because... I think, that's the, be, I think that's the best example against this, like, there's a Jewish conspiracy. And they're trying to get <laughs> so it's like everyone in Israel was given three before anyone else. They got it first. It's yeah. so I believe the Netanyahu struck a deal with Pfizer and said, you guys give us the the thing first yeah. and we'll let you kind of have all the data about side effects we wouldn't and do efficacy it. and things like that. So the Israelis were like, yeah, we'll fucking take it. But can yeah. I just... I mean, I back in... The Israelis. I think they know what they're talking about. I mean, half the yes. population are Nobel Prize laureates and doctors. So if anyone knows anything about a vaccine, it's going to be the Israelis. And so they got it first and, and then we kind of just observed them and we're like, okay, let's see what happens there. Then it went to the British and we were like, let's watch what happens with the British. Absolutely. And we were like, oh my God, they're all very ugly. Is that vaccine related or is that just genetics? They've just always been this way. But they've always been ugly. And mm. then we were like, okay, so far so good. We'll just give it to everyone else now. That is the way we rolled it out. Yeah. That is correct. There's nothing that's completely accurate. And But we, we did not observe them, I would say, for very long. For long enough. Well, I just I mean it was a new thing. Well and, what's, and what's breath the, is not a substitute for time. Uh, well that's well what's the what's the alternative? You just wait several years. Lock the country down uh, Japan style in the seventeen hundreds <laughs> and have your own unique culture with no one coming or going. Yeah, but no one wanted to do that. Years. I wanted to do that. You wanted to do that. I, I mean, you want to do that in South Australia. I want. I'm an isolationist in all ways, at all times. Yeah, we could have locked it down. We could have watched. We could have waited and watched. We actively. We decided to have. Ah, look, I don't even care about the virus and the death. It's the state control. Right. So what you're saying that is gets a B under my. Body. You don't like the state control of being forced to take a vaccine, but you do endorse the state control of being locked in your house. No, I didn't. No, no, not but locked you, in my house. But you're preferring a lockdown. Not locked in the house. Locked, so locked no, no, in a no, no, state no, no. or country. Oh, no, no, we should, never should have been locked in, at home. But you're saying Australia should just lock down. We should have locked out for longer. Locked out for longer. Yes. Right. Hard border, fortress Australia. Not in my. <laughs> Build the backyard. wall. Build the wall. 
build a, a dome bubble around New the cliffs country. of Dover, right here and down well, under. And that could have... So I, that would also line. potentially stop the Chinese from invading. Big bubble, big wall. <laughs> I welcome the Chinese invaders and, and the order and structure that they'll put on our lives. Ni hao and share share to our Chinese listeners. And please, when you come for us all, remember this conversation that we had and how much we endorse Xi Jinping and the CCP and Michael always getting himself in with the state. You love power. <laughs> I love being. You a love champion. being close to power. I love being. Close Are you still to working power. for the project? Yeah. Oh, I'm there two days a week. Yes. Look at that <laughs> suckling on the teat of power. <laughs> oh, I can't comment on this in my own podcast. You I'm can't, too, but I'm I can. Close to it. You can sit and complain <laughs> and comment. Can I? What's actually, happening I, with Waleed <laughs> doing welcomes to country at the start of each episode? When did that start up? I only see this because I want to watch Australian Survivor, so I have to watch sometimes a little bit of the project and then. I okay, they've, so, they've been the doing project, it for a, a little more. <laughs> And I'm watching the start, and then while he's doing a welcome it, to country. Can I just say, it is very funny when people um, complain about the show, and they mm. always write and say, I never watched the project. However, However I, I was did waiting briefly. for the amazing race to begin. <laughs> and so I turned I on the TV an hour before, or whatever yeah. it was. You know, I turned uh, on the get, TV yeah, at 6.30. I get pulled in. Danielle Walker's on. She's being very charismatic. She's a very funny person. She's Maybe I'll watch funny. a little more. Well, I exactly. wonder what Tom Cashman's doing. How is... Uh, there How is Michael Hing on this show and hosting radio at the same time? Has he got a time turner? What's can going I say, on? the show is doing really well in bringing in new comedians, giving them a platform, if you ask me. Can I ask you about your opinion on, uh, I mean, obviously the Ruben K joke, you know, yeah. caused a big stir. Here's why I think he had to apologise. <laughs> right. Is, uh, I think, mm, is more because it was offensive to Muslims. Yeah, can I? Can you talk, walk me through that? I was blown away by that. I had no idea that uh, so Muslims loved Jesus. Or they believe they that him. Jesus is a prophet. Yes. Wow. Yeah, a very highly revered prophet. So Mary and, gets more lines in the Quran than she does in the Gospels. Wow. Yeah, Mary's a big deal. And people say that Islam is not a pro-woman religion, but then she's getting all these more lines in the Quran than in uh, the Bible. Okay, sort of, but there are. It's interesting where she doesn't get lines in the Quran. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe this. I don't know what. I don't want to take us on a <laughs> big weird aside, but uh, you don't want to get a fatwa, is what you're saying? Well, no. I mean, I think people would agree that there's there are differences between the Christian and the Muslim conceptions of God and okay. the role that people have. But there's a bit in the Gospels where the angel appears to Mary and says, uh, "You're going to get pregnant and have," and she basically goes, "All right." Let that happen to me. And the way that that's read is she's being asked a question. Do you, is this cool? And she's giving a yes. She's saying, yeah, let's make that happen. In the Quran, she's just sort of told, this is happening now. Right, okay. So you're saying that her agency is kind of like taken away from her somewhat in that circumstance. I think the, a Muslim's conception of God is different in the way that uh, there's not necessarily the same room for dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> In the same way that only in Christianity does God become man. Yes. And so you can talk to man and he's a man like you. Yes. But that's as a Jewish understanding of that. Yes. Contemporary Jewish understanding of that. Yes. Anathema. Okay. That you could talk to God as though he were a fella. Yeah. Well, what do you... Can I ask you about your um, thoughts on God's pronouns? Because the Church of England has come out and said, we're now going with they, them. Oh, we want to go with they, them. I think they, them is actually, when talking about the Trinity... Uh, sort of funny and kind of accurate, but God is a family. It's a, uh, you got to use the plural. But yeah, I mean, the Church of England has been to hell in a handbasket for forever. Man. Oh, are they are they a bad church? I'm not saying a bad church, but they're a heretical church. <laughs> they're, they're splitting up, they're scissoring right now. I used to be Church of England and I got out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So does that mean you would refer to God as he? He? You would say he, him instead of they, them? Well, Christ is a he. 
Okay, sure. He's pretty open about being he. He's open about being a And he. God the Father, you'd think, I mean, unless it's one of those hip new daddies that they've got <laughs> nowadays, that's probably a he. Have, have, do they ever comment on Holy the genitals of God in the Bible? Uh, Are they ever like, and then on the seventh day, God created a massive penis for himself? Is there anything like that he wouldn't in have Genesis? Done that on the seventh day. Probably day one. Well, I no, I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have had a corporeal form in the garden. Well, I guess that's my point. Mm. Yeah. In that case, you can't point. say he's. Yeah, that's my It's an point. interesting theological question. I mean, I uh, I don't know, but it's it's. I think it's left as a theological question because the Gospels are all done as eyewitness accounts, mm-hmm. but we don't get any descriptions of the physical appearance of Christ. And I think this is purposefully to make him universal to the tall, the short, the thin, the fat, the white, the brown, the small of penis, the large of penis. That we is all so are true. one in Christ. So what you're saying is that your religion is perfect for any man with a small penis and men with big penises i'm saying we're non-exclusionary for the crippled in the general department absolutely and for women women can be in there too fantastic yeah um can i ask you <laughs> your put your thoughts on we're at the adelaide fringe at the moment yeah drag queens all over the place i'm a big sure. fan of them now oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah, you're not just saying that? I think they're fun. Uh, you're up to date on RuPaul's Drag Race? You're a big fan of drag queens? you got oh, posters in your room? I'm yeah. not watching the show, okay. but I see them around the streets. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. You've decided they're your political allies and you're tolerating the performance that Mate, they do? I'm, I'm always power You adjacent. are a snarky intellectual. <laughs> I think there's probably nothing in a drag show that fires off dopamine for you. Okay, it's a fellow with, with fellow with big lipstick I'm on. I'm not saying... Yes. I just I Imagine that. Imagine Michael standing up the back of the room. I'm, yes, queen. I've never... Slay, bitch. I say that all the time. Do you? Yeah, I've got a tattoo of that. Uh, no, I've never seen a drag show. I'm just saying the drag queens, I think, are a bit of fun. Just yeah. seeing them around great the streets. Great personality. It's, it's great to see them like outside of the context Sometimes. of a show. Because I'm sure. seeing them walking down like Rundle Mall at the moment. I love seeing RuPaul in a suit being snarky <laughs> and say, I do not dress up except for money. Right. <laughs> it like, becomes very <laughs> businesslike. I love it. I like that. But everyone's, uh, well, this is very much an American concern, but it's seeping into Australian culture as well. People sure. are worried about drag queens reading stories to their children. I mean, part of me is just happy that someone in Australia is spreading literacy on the young. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a sexual thing. It's obviously a sexual thing. Is it sexual? Drag queens? Yeah. Yeah. But like... It wouldn't be fun if it wasn't sexual. Right. But like, I mean, when they're reading a book to a kid, is that sexual? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I think it depends on what book they're reading. What if they're reading like... No, no. The the act of being in drag is is playing with sex and inflamed... How? Just wearing a dress. Having big fake titties and your dick tucked behind your legs and a full face of fuck me makeup? How could that possibly be sexual? I think you're... Wearing a big vamp wig? What? Aren't you imposing? And fishnets? No, I'm not imposing. These are things that are based on... I don't want to get all Jordan Peterson about it. But there are certain things about physical allurement, about pouty lips, big titties, big ass. Eyeliner. Eyeliner. Sometimes you just see someone in eyeliner and you go, Wow! Okay. Eyeliner's enough. Let alone rouge that's meant to make you look flushed like you've got a sopping wet pussy <laughs> ready to receive monster cock. Yes, it's sexual. Okay. It's so transparently sexual. Okay, so would you be okay with a drag queen who isn't sexual? And who, a drag- what? Oh, yeah. Just a, just a bloke dressed up like a, with a short haircut and a lanyard yeah. on, a, on, a, on his way to Bunnings. Is that fine? Is that okay? Yeah. And you tell me when you see the Doc Martin wearing drag queen ready to do story hour. I mean, I think there's room for that as well. I mean, 
but do you think the question is are kids being sexualized by it because if you're a child you don't associate fishnets with sex that's just something you learn as an adult okay from seeing movies and things no i'm just not sure if children no, are putting, it's not. are children connecting the dots are children connecting the dots are they looking at this person and going oh this person is sexualized why are we trying to connect those dots for them well i don't think we're trying to connect the dots at all I, th- I mean, because the well, argument no, But is- why are they having... Do you know how many people want to, want to get up and read to children? It's an unpleasant experience. Yeah. So yeah. What, isn't it a good thing that the drag queens are like just take... I mean, if that's the price... I'm not saying that they are sexualizing kids. But if that is the cost of business, mm. that kids learn to read, and sure, they might be learning a bit too much about sex at a young age... If, that seems to be like a good trade-off, doesn't it? Mate, I don't wear shorts when I drop off my child at kindy. <laughs> There's a dress code. There's right. a way that you behave around children. There's a sacral, sacred nature to children. Right, okay. So you're just saying that drag queens should abide by the same dress code that... No, I just, I mean, I don't, I mean, I actually, I never think about drag story time. Okay. I have no it's big take on it. But, but it's, it's obvious. Okay, I mean, but it is kids. obviously sexual. But you've got kids. Yeah. Okay, let's put you in the situation. But also, like, I wouldn't take my son to a strip club. Now, titties are not sexual to my son. <laughs> That's where the food comes from. But it's like, but why wouldn't you have him play in a ball pit while there's thumping four to the floor music and a like a laser going off and Daphne's twizzling her bits around? Well, I don't know why, why I would. I mean, it's but, it, I, I mean, but, I, but it wouldn't occur to me to do it. Is what <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying. saying that's better than leaving them in a hot car outside. I don't know if they're only in the hot car for a little bit. Sometimes <laughs> there's something you do have to navigate. Don't worry, as a don't worry, kids. Daddy's not going to be long inside the strip club. <laughs> I'll crack a window. I'll be well, back. Did soon. you see the guy who went to the masseuse? Who went to the masseuse? Uh, there was a big story about a guy. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went to a masseuse. He went to a masseuse and, and the his kids. kids in the hot car. Oh, that's and he was there for like beautiful. An hour. Yeah, it took him an hour. Maybe she was no good. I don't know. That's a terrible review for that masseuse. Yeah. My kids are dead. <laughs> but why would it occur to me to do something that has a sexual overtone with my children? Okay, so this is my, would this I, is but my why question. Would I, but how would I even dream that up? I, well, I'm not saying you would dream it up. So I'm saying but this who is a scenario. This yeah. is a scenario. You send your children to a school. Okay. The kids at that school, one day... That's a big if. <laughs> <laughs> one day... Um, uh, the school says, "Oh, we're in, we're inviting some a drag queen in from the Adelaide Fringe yep. because the Fringe is on, and we want to do some you know community outreach." I'll tell you my biggest complaint here: How come the drag queens are always being asked to promote the Adelaide Fringe and get people to sell a million tickets and be the face <laughs> of the Adelaide Fringe? <laughs> I'm selling more tickets than a lot of these drag queens. Sure. How come the Fringe isn't getting me on the blower and to go saying, and read books? Why to don't children? you become an associate of the Adelaide Fringe? How can we push you? Well, How can we make your career work? Do you Why are they only interested in helping the drag queens sell tickets? Excuse me, I have to move my car because it's parked outside. <laughs> I told you we were going to need more than an hour. I told you we were going to need more than an hour. I want, I said, you said park here, park in the hour slot. I've got five minutes to get this thought out. Here's my complaint. Yeah, go for it. Why... Is the Fringe using my money that I'm paying to them to register the show and taking big ticket fees, sure. not to help me, not to help stand-up comedy. They've got you. I'm, so, I'm shocked that you're on their side trying to weasel up to power. They've got you in a fucking, you on a hill I'm outside always- again. <laughs> and instead, the, the worst drag queen, the least fierce, you know, people who can't even do that thing where you jump up and do your hair around and land on the splits, and they're pushing them. Weak C plus drag queens who couldn't even qualify for drag race down under. <laughs> Tell me why they're getting the support and not me is what I want to know. Well, 
Do you think it's maybe because of all the things you've said on this podcast? They haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure they will <laughs> at some point. Now, let me move this card. Last thing I want to ask you about the Oscars. Okay. I don't know why they exist, but I just wonder mm. if they need to exist. And I, I'm, I wonder why the rich, uh, famous people sure. need an event for more attention. I would have thought that just being in like big budget movies... It's all part of the machine. You know it's part of the machine. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I understand that it's the That's machine it. just oiling itself. Yeah. But uh, do you and think... Like, it, and until it's an actively threatening the machine, <laughs> you, you hold on to it. Do you watch it? Why does The Simpsons know the season? I did not watch it. Who? I don't know. No one watches the Oscars. Uh, do you think that if I don't they, think you know, I used to watch it. I used to enjoy watching it actually when television existed. Okay, man, I watched the Grammys last year when I was going under for a circumcision, and I was like, I was all fucked up watching the watching some country music thing in favor of Ukraine. Sorry, <laughs> like what's going on? You're like, has the anesthetic? It was incredible. It was. It was like I was about to. They were telling me like, we're going to knock you out. You might still be able to feel pain. I was like, what? And I'm doing. I'm just like. <laughs> well, you brought up you had a circumcision last year. Yeah, hold on, the Oscars. Yes. Are you going to tie that in? Ironically, back to the Oscars? ironically, I cut you off there. Yeah. Um, oh, very good. Very That's why good. they pay you the big bucks. That's why people listen to this podcast. Give, one, give that one over to the project. <laughs> They're going to love that. <laughs> well, I was just going to say with the with the Oscars, do you like the fact that now they do a lot of political speeches? I mean, it's been going for a while now, but they do political speeches. They used to boo him, right? Like Michael Moore got booed when he went after Bush. Right. Remembrance. Am I remembering that correctly? I don't. I mean, I know that he. That sounds like something he would do. Yeah. But I think yeah, people get booed for doing it. People get mocked for doing political speeches. I think that you should have to do a political speech every time you accept an award. You should have to crowbar in something to make this serve some benefit to society. Because right now the Oscars adds no value to the world. Other than here, Mate, it's is just about representation. It's like, <laughs> look at this beautiful cast of Asian people who've made a mediocre film, and we're celebrating them with do a little know, gold statue. Do you know what would to be show that even Asian people making a mediocre film can <laughs> be celebrated? Do you know what would be a true representation? Mm. Ugly people winning stuff. They're all beautiful. I want to see ugly people winning awards. One actually, one ugly actor it's hard it's hard they're all they're all beautiful they're good looking and they've all obviously got a lot of work done to ensure they remain beautiful and good looking for as long as possible they're ugly there are ugly character actors like steve buscemi yeah has but he ever won an oscar i don't know i don't think he has but he's he's like that could be steve wrong. buscemi is the one ugly actor that's why it's that the they can point to yeah and say but we have an ugo over there so we but are even inclusive. then if you ever met steve buscemi you'd be like fuck the most charismatic man you probably want to fuck him yeah. what we need <laughs> what the William Defoe playing the weird looking ugly villain if you met William Defoe you'd be like Will incredible Defoe. I heard his dick was so big that he needed a stunt <laughs> double he needed a stunt dick <laughs> what I don't know I came up on an Instagram search function William like, Defoe William Defoe's dick was so big in this movie they had to have a smaller stunt penis because people would be distracted by how big William Defoe's hog <laughs> was that's what I've seen. I don't know if that's true. Well, I, I remember watching uh, Spider-Man as a child. Yes. And I remember him as the Green Goblin. He was he had a bulge, that's yeah. for sure. Come on, that cock! <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. But that would be true diversity if they just had... They should just get more... Uh, that would really be good for the Oscars if they had Argos winning awards because right now it's beautiful people. It doesn't represent the audience. for power and ugliness. <laughs> Yeah, those are my two. I don't want to live in your world. <laughs> those are my two core values: <laughs> ugliness and power. Those are the two things I just want to see more I just in want the world. Beautiful strength. But that's you what. 
<laughs> but that's what they need to do with the Oscars. I think we need mm. more ugly people. But also, yeah, the spe- I think it's good to have a speech because, again, it doesn't achieve anything, the Oscars in and of itself. So people get shitty when like they ever bring in like a political stance. No, it's greatness, right? It's meant to be great. It's meant to celebrate excellence so that people work harder to achieve excellence so that it's associated with respect. So that greatness and respect... This goes way back to the Greeks doing plays and you would award... Ah, Sophocles, your play was excellent. <laughs> right. Sophocles doesn't then stand up and accept his award and go, look, actually, I think we've got to do something about Sparta. <laughs> if he wants to do that, he puts it in the play. But no, we should definitely celebrate greatness in the arts. Okay. And this is why I get very annoyed when not very good drag queens are getting given <laughs> awards in the Adelaide Fringe. Give it to the good drag queens, the ones who are working hard, who don't always say the politically expedient thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? No, no. A lot of, I've noticed a lot of this podcast is... Coming back to the drag queens. Uh, you started it. <laughs> How often are you getting awards in the comedy business? I've never had an award in the comedy exactly. business. Exactly. You work very hard. You're putting good shows together. Why not? I don't want awards. Who's getting the award? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. But you don't... That's not the metric on which you get the award. They don't come along and go, by the way, did you want this one? <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point. You want to do a good show. You want to work hard on the show. My... I mean, but what's your... What's the... I think for me, like, the whole point of comedy is to just do something that people enjoy. They like it. They come back. They tell a friend. I agree. That... I mean, that's... That's the award at the yeah. end of the day. That the is the laughter award. and joy of the, my audience. But let's not pretend award. there's not also an industry that can bring you to a bigger audience faster. But I would rather uh, be in control of that myself and do it myself. Sure, and you are, and you take charge of that, and you have to, because mm. they're not giving you the award. But even if, they were, even if I was even getting if you, awards, exactly. I, don't th- I don't think it would sure. make any difference to me. You don't think it would make any difference to you? Not particularly. If you wanted, man, I think that's... For a man who loves power as much as you do, I think you're playing the devil's advocate on that particular well, point. Well, I'm just saying that because I want them to give me an award. I, think, I have yeah. to say that I, I don't <laughs> want don't the want award. It? If I come yeah. out of this podcast and say, no, I need that goddamn award, I'm not going to get the award. So this is my point. Comedy gods, comedy industry. I, I don't care. For the I don't know what one has to do. To, I mean, I've won my share of awards. You've won heaps of awards. I've won heaps you? of awards, yeah. It's true. You're an award-winning comedian. I, you only have to win one. And your award. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a good one. And uh, that's your Oscar, basically. Did and you give us? Nice. Did you give a speech when you won the it award? Gets you to the next. Um, I think we were like, oh, thank you. It was, <laughs> well, a, that bunch was, your, it was a bunch of. Did you go on? Did you go on a round about drag queens when you accepted the award? Because that would have there hurt. were drag queens at that time. It was <laughs> okay. Sufficiently longer. Listen, I, I'm sick of this narrative that I'm anti-drag queen. I love. I love. You, I'm, look at me. I'm Michael Shafar. I love drag queens. I have nothing. Nothing strikes me as particularly repugnant about the act of drag queening. Okay. What I don't like is tedious performance. If you're doing the same right. old thing, mouthing along to the same old songs in a dead-eyed question shuffle. For, question for you then. Are you okay with a very, very good drag queen, the best, the most excellent drag queen, reading a book to your children? Again, why, what does that add to the book? <laughs> what are we saying? What is, here's my. Here's, well, I'm it's, just it's, all, it's, it's teaching your children excellence. RuPaul doesn't put on a dress for fun. He puts it on because people pay him money right. to put on the dress because okay. it's hard work because it's a, a lot of activity has to go into looking as fire and as <laughs> sensual <laughs> and as, as wow as RuPaul looks. A lot of work has to go into that. If RuPaul, if you just ask RuPaul to read a book to your kids, I think RuPaul would show up in a beautiful three-piece normal suit that RuPaul right. would wear every day. But the question if you is, paid RuPaul to read if, your kids. Right, but here's my question. Why would I pay someone to dress up like a hot woman to read to my kids? Man or woman? Because they're why the only I, people reading to your kids. Oh, please, I read to my kids all the time. We've got a beautiful family unit. That's all my question. That's all I want. And I just don't know the answer. Like, what is to be gained? What What are the children 
for the literature, get out of seeing big hot plums up on display. <laughs> what do the kids get out of that? Okay, well, to play devil's advocate, yeah. not even devil's advocate. I think this is a legitimate no, argument. On. Yeah, let's do it. There are a lot of even so desperate to get back to the children. Sorry, even so desperate to get back to the. You think there are a lot of gender diverse children? There are a lot of gender diverse children. Lots of gay kids. They might not be aware of their own sexuality, and then they see a drag queen, hmm. and they go, "Oh, that's." what I could be or that represents something about me it's okay for me to be myself because this is a person who is out in the public and proud and doing well you know that kind of representation can help some kids can't it what a very boring model for a child and what are like for our society that we want our people our children to grow up and think that the best thing that they can do is express themselves physically in their clothes why not get you know regardless of their sexual orientation a computer programmer to read to the children a supreme court justice someone who does something meaningful well, rather than amuses 20 to 30 drunk people because let me tell you when you're getting drag queens reading in the morning to school children you're not getting the best drag queens in the business you can't afford them new york public library you're getting b-level can't get the good gig drag queens that's what i'm complaining about here but that's why i'm asking you the queens. question if they had the best drag, drag queens these are these are drag uh duchesses <laughs> the duchess of drag the duchess of, yeah that's actually pretty catchy that's <laughs> not bad that's your drag name that's pretty good <laughs> that's gonna be you at the Adelaide Fringe next year James McCann the duchess, duchess of, of drag. drag and you'll win all of the Man, awards if I did do a drag show I would be I've already done a drag show this is the other thing I don't care I dressed as a nun I put on lipstick I had a short skirt I don't care is that a drag how is that not drag? <laughs> I looked hot. I thought you had to be rainbow to be drag. Hmm? Black and white outfit you as a nun. You can be a heterosexual. <laughs> oh, no, you're saying something different. <laughs> Don't you diss my drag. I'm not dissing your drag. Michael. <laughs> I'm going to call this episode uh, Yas Queen with James McCann. How many A's are you going to put in there? Seven. Thank you. <laughs> Mate, I think that's all the time we've got for today because now, you're going to have to move your car again shortly. I've got a little while. You're going to do my podcast? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's end this. Let's end this. my podcast. And if you want to hear me and James talk more, uh, tune in to the James uh, Donald Falls McCann Catamaran podcast. It's close. Because we're going to basically continue this conversation. (laughs) And then we'll... uh, And you can listen to the second half of this podcast as his podcast. Thanks for listening.